What is up, guys? Chris Odom here with the Wisdom from My iPhone Notes podcast, where I share short little snippets of wisdom that I've gained over the years, written down on my iPhone Notes, and want to share them with you guys, hoping that you can gain some wisdom from them. So today's episode is actually not even in my iPhone Notes at all. Actually, I don't have any notes at all. So we're going to see how it goes. Uh, If you're listening to this, then that means I actually thought it went well and we're moving forward. And if you're not listening, then I'm just talking to myself. So we'll see what happens. I'm just going to talk more about my personal experience um, with God's timing. So today's episode is going to be episode 17, God's timing, not mine. So where do we start? Well, we start probably four years ago. Uh, We'll go back actually a little bit, five years ago to 2014. I've been doing nonprofit work for nine years, and as I talked about in the Recognizing Burnout podcast, just burned out hard. So I moved overseas, moved to New Zealand. And ever since coming back from New Zealand, it's honestly been a pretty big struggle to figure out what I'm going to do. And I talked a little bit about that in a previous episode as well, low power mode. And so that struggle has really been, I feel like, to learn one major thing among many others, patience and contentment. Patience in God's timing, content where he has me and what he has for me in the time period that I'm in. And that's been pretty consistent over the last four years. So when I got back from New Zealand, uh, which was one of the best times of my life, it was unbelievable, I was, you know, pretty optimistic. I'm pretty optimistic, I think, in general, but pretty optimistic about the next stage. So I decided, all right, I'm going to move to Denver. I've always had a dream of living out west. I'm going to move out to Denver. And I was pumped. So I moved out there. Uh, It just so happened that some of my sister's good friends were out there, and so they were a married couple, so I actually lived with them. And when I got there, it was the first night, her name is Rachel, and I said to Rachel, I said, hey, how long can I stay here? Because I want to make sure that I wasn't overstaying my welcome. And she said three months. And in my mind, I was laughing because I said three months. I'll be out of here in three weeks with a job. Fast forward five months later. (laughs) Five months later, I was still living there and had no job. Oh man, what an interesting time period. And that was the start of this whole patience and contentment piece and really learning like, hey, this is the season Lord has me in. I can't really do anything about it. And what seemed to be consistent was, okay, I, I can't force this. I can't do it myself. It's the Lord's timing. And for me, I'm such a doer that I would say, well, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I wouldn't say the Lord said this back, but it was kind of the reality of the moment. Nothing. But Lord, what do you want me to do? Nothing. (laughs) And for me, that's just unbelievably hard. And the best thing for the Lord to do or the best way to Lord for the Lord to get my attention is to take work away. And so it was difficult. But again, like I had to learn, okay, how am I, what am I going to choose in terms of my attitude? 
Uh, and am I going to be content and patient in the Lord's timing? And that was a start. I would say I'll get more into this later, but when it really got more in-depth into that would be a next time period, which I'll get into in a minute. So, yeah, I mean, I was doing some other things in that in that time period. I had a really good friend, uh, Matt, who I started doing woodworking with, which was a great time. Then I decided, you know, okay, what's next? I don't know. I had a friend suggest in Atlanta, a good buddy of mine. He said, have you ever thought about getting into residential real estate? I said, sure. Or actually, the answer was no. And it was one of those things where I said, hmm, that's maybe something I could do. Most other suggestions that people had offered, I was just like, no, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And that was really the first one that I said that actually seems like it could be a good fit. So I'm in Denver in this time period with no, basically with no money. (laughs) Sometimes for lunch, I would just eat tortilla chips because I was like, I don't have any money. (laughs) And then uh, thankfully the couple that I lived with was gracious enough to feed me dinner. (laughs) Anyways, I laugh about it now. Because you can when you look back. But uh, like I said, it was interesting. But again, it wasn't horrible because there's an element of when you are patient and content, how you can live in that time period uh, and not be just hating life. So I decide to do residential real estate. Again, there was no direction specifically for me. There was no like, oh, the Lord wants me to do real estate. Oh, I should go towards this. There, there wasn't any of that. It was okay. Let's make a practical decision. I've been here long enough. Nothing's working out. Real estate seems like it makes sense. I don't have any other thoughts, no other ideas. When I compare my networks, people I know in Atlanta versus me being in Denver, it doesn't make sense for me to stay in Denver and do real estate. So I said, all right, practically, I'm going to move back to Atlanta. And guess what I did? I moved in back with my parents. (laughs) As a 30 I think I was 32 years old at the time, and I had been living on my own since I was 18, since I went to college, and I moved back in with my parents, and man, just, it's not that the situation was horrible with my parents as much as it was I'm living with my parents, just that mental state was hard for me, because I love my independence, and uh, anyway, so I moved back in with them, and I ended up living with them for a year. And again, it was just this weird stage where I tried to get out over and over and over again, um, and just things weren't really working out. Again, patience and contentment. And that's when I got into real estate, and when I got into residential real estate, my very first deal, I ended up dropping the client. It was in the first three or four weeks. Most people say you get your first client in the first six months, and so I had one in the first three weeks, and it was awful. It was awful. They were horrible. And so I ended up dropping them. I ended up saying, hey, this isn't going to work out. This isn't the right fit. And so I gave that up. And that was like a $7,000 deal. I obviously needed the money because I hadn't had a job for, I think it was seven months at that point or whatever the timeline was. And I dropped it. And it also could have brought potential for other clients. And it was just, it hurt. It hurt. But... I knew it's what I needed to do, and then fast forward uh, five months later, and that's when I got my first client. It took about six months before the deal closed. So we're talking six months before I'm making any money or really doing anything in terms of work-wise. Again, we're seeing this consistent theme of patience and contentment. 
So things picked up a little bit, not much. I think it was probably another couple months before I had another sale. And then all of a sudden, uh, in the spring of that next year, I had four sales. And then basically nothing after that for a long time. So it's just this weird, again, time period of nothing's really picking up. Things are slow. What do I do? Nothing. But what do I do? Nothing. It's just this weird time period. And again, a lot of these, I would not say a lot, but I would say the majority, 95% of these podcasts are coming out of that time when I had time. The thing that I had the most of was time. And so really what I tried to do was utilize that time wisely. Okay, I'm going to read. I'm going to use that time to pray. I'm going to use that time to journal in the mornings. Yeah, and I would just say the Lord taught me a ton through it, a ton. And I remember January 1st, 2000, I think it was 17, we finished New Year's. I was up first up in the morning, um, and I really felt like the Lord was telling me this is another season of waiting. And that's just not always awesome to hear, right? Oh, definitely not always awesome to hear. But it was one of those things where I'm learning patience and contentment again. And Lord, I'm patient in your timing and I'm going to be content with where you put me and not a contentment where I'm lazy, but a contentment to understand like, okay, I'm doing all that I can to make the situation better, to get clients to whatever the things are specifically, but it's not happening. And so I can either have a bad attitude and be impatient and not enjoy this time or be patient and content and say, I'll probably never in my life have a time period like this again where I have so much time. So that was kind of that time period. Then um, I had a great year the following year in terms of real estate. I finally actually got some business. Things finally started getting busy. And then if we go back to the first podcast, that's where I talked about uh, full desperation mode. That was the year when things were just crazy. That was 2018. That's when my parents got a divorce, a friend died, and my dad got a brain tumor. And at that point, work was super crazy and busy as well. Super crazy and busy. So it was this weird time period, almost where I felt like the Lord was preparing me for that time period. Um, But regardless, um, that was just a whole nother interesting time period as well. Then I decide, all right, you know what? I'm done with this real estate thing. It just really is not a good fit. I had a really great year. I've made the most money I ever made, but it's not really where I feel like I want to be. I asked myself the question, everyone always after that in the midst was asking me, well, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I I didn't honestly know the answer to that question. And I still don't really fully know the answer to that question. And then I asked myself the question, I was sitting in church one day and I asked myself the question, if I couldn't fail, what would I do? And I said, I'd move back immediately. I knew the answer. It was, I'd try the Mountain West again. And it had been three years since I'd lived in Denver and, and quote failed and didn't work out. So it's a little nerve-wracking to say, like, hey, I'm going to give this another try. I already did it once, and I was there five months, no job. It was hard, yada, yada, yada. But when I asked myself that question and I knew the answer so quickly, I said, it's time. So I packed up my car, 
put everything I own. It fits in a Jeep Wrangler. And I decided I'm going out west. I had some friends or had a friend whose parents lived in Colorado Springs. I liked Colorado Springs, still love Colorado Springs, and decided to give it a try. I was there two and a half months with no job. Again, we're kind of going back to that Denver time period. And it was, again, another patience and contentment. Patience and my timing and content with what I have your way. And that's really where the Lord brought this big lesson for me, a huge lesson. Uh, This was probably four months ago now. And I felt like the Lord, again, felt like the Lord, however you want to phrase this, said, embrace the uncertainty. And for me, that was super freeing to say, hmm, again, I have to choose my attitude and I need to embrace the uncertain. And it's the reality of life. We're going to go through so many things. I can deliberate, you know, when it's time to get married. Oh my gosh, who do I, oh, should I, oh, you know, and you can just be in this place of honestly anxiousness. And then where am I going to send my kids to school? Where are we going to live? What am I going to do for work? You know, just all these things that are going to come up in life where you can choose to freak out or you can embrace the uncertainty. And so that was a huge lesson for me. So I was there two and a half months, again, kind of learning this patience and contentment piece. And I just said, embrace uncertainty. You know what? I'm leaving. So I made my way towards Salt Lake. I packed up my car again. I decided to visit a friend just randomly in Jackson Hole area. And in five days, I had a job. (laughs) I mean, unbelievable. Just like, okay, so I was in Denver five months. No job. I went back to Atlanta. Didn't really like my job. Was looking for jobs while I was doing that job. Moved to Colorado Springs two and a half months. No job. Then I come here and I have a job in five days. It was just one of those pieces where I'm like, okay, Lord, well, I guess this is where you want me to be. But then guess what? (laughs) More contentment and patience learned. So since I've been here, it's just been a very interesting process again. Uh, the guy I'm working for is amazing and it's a perfect fit for me, but he hasn't really had the money to pay me full time. So I'm part time. Uh, I don't have a place of my own. I'm living with a 70 and 80 year old couple, which has been amazing. But again, that level of independence that I'm wanting and then friendships have been incredibly difficult, which is very interesting because that's never been a struggle in my life. The Lord in each stage I realized of my life provided friends. And here I am in this place where I'm like, I don't have any friends. <laughs> so I told one of my friends, Connor, that uh, we were chatting back and forth, and he messaged me back, and it was such a funny message back because I guess I didn't realize it. And he said, Chris, if I was talking with any of my friends in Atlanta and they said, hey, I don't really have the job situation figured out, I don't have any friends, and I'm living with an older couple, they would be depressed. And I laughed because I was like, man, I'm actually doing well. I'm doing fine. And part of that, again, is I guess I, I've been learning this whole piece. How many times can I say it? Patience and contentment. So I'm still in the midst of this. I finally met some folks tonight uh, in this last week that I really felt like could be some good friends. But it took, you know, a month and a half. And I'm just saying, holy smokes. <laughs> Lord's timing. So 
if there's one thing that I hope you get from this podcast, since I've said it 50 times, is God's timing, not yours. Be patient in what he has, and be patient in what he has for you, and be content in what he has for you. Because it says there is great gain in godliness with contentment in 1 Timothy 6. And of course, the Lord wants us to be patient in his time and his timing. Because we can't force it. And it says those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not go tired and walk and not grow weary. So I hope that encourages you guys and gives you some understanding and something you can learn from that. And I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Until next time.